escorting, sex work, stripping. It's dangerous. It's violent. You better stay away. You're gonna die. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm really kidding. I'm gonna share with you stories that are going to help clear the air around sex work because of the stories and the experiences I've had. It has changed even my mind about it because I had all kinds of ideas about what it was as well. And I'm not encouraging sex work. I'm not encouraging anyone to ever do it. This is just me sharing my stories about it, what I've learned, and how I've evolved, the insights I've had. So no, I don't recommend that you do sex work. You do whatever you want to do because you want to do it. As I'm speaking right now, I'm sitting in this super fancy high-end hotel in Pasadena, Los Angeles, California. It's on an estate and I'm getting paid, I got paid last week already, for this date, $15,000 for a couple days. And I haven't seen the guy, my date, since last night. He's working right now, so I'm just sitting doing my podcast. (laughs) And don't you even for one second think that $15,000 is a lot, because it's not. I live in California, and that shit is gone. It is like in thin air right now, because I spent it on business coaches, I spent it on education, I spent it on my online business, Legendary Lady. Yes, I spent it on really awesome things, plus my living expenses, my housing, so you know I can have a roof over my head as well. But it's gone, and I'm proud of it. I'm so happy that it's gone, because it's changing my mindset around money. Instead of being like, oh, I spent it all, oh my god, I'm stupid, I'm an idiot. It's like, no, I've learned so much already from my business coaches, I'm so happy that I spent that money. It is so, so worth it. In the past, though, I'm going to tell you this, is I was not responsible with my money. When I first began escorting, I actually got paid $100,000, actually more than that, $180,000. And what I did with that money is I dumped it all into a giant mini mansion in Southern California, which I still have and I'm in the process of getting rid of right now because it was such a stupid choice. You know, there was beautiful things to it. I learned a lot from the process. Jeez, I had ups and downs. But overall, I spent that money in the wrong way. I wish I could go back in time and spend it on what I'm doing now, which is furthering my education. But first, let's go back to where this all began. I started sex work through stripping at the strip club and I'm gonna say that out of all the different forms of sex work that I've explored and I've done that's at the strip club it was the the most um intense I would say I'm trying to find a word for it it was it was I had the most bad experiences at the strip club and you would think like you would as an escort but No, it's actually the other way around. The reason being is because the strip club was also a bar. And at the bar, there's alcohol, which means there's drunk people, drunk men, 
and with drunk men comes lots of question marks and unpredictability. You don't really know what's going to happen. And one time I remember giving a man a lap dance and he bit me really hard on the arm. He was really drunk. Immediately I told the bouncer and he got thrown out. And I had a couple experiences like that being grabbed, being, you know, all kinds of different things happened. And, and it was uncomfortable. They were always really drunk. It was stinky and smelly. My knees had lots of bruises on it. I mean, it was hardcore. I was going to say the strip club is hardcore. And, and congratulations to any women out there who are at the strip club right now. Because, yes, you put in a lot of work, ladies. I congratulate you on sticking through with that. About five years ago, I wanted to be a stripper because it was very inspiring to me. And I had a handful of friends that were also yoga instructors and, you know, they liked crystals and spirituality and nature. They worked at the strip club too. <laughs> so I was like, what? I didn't know those two worlds went together. I had no idea that was a thing. And so I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to be sexy in my body, wear fun clothes, dance on stage, get paid way more than I ever gotten paid before, and be around my friends. That sounded awesome to me. I was always very shy and quiet, and I always felt very awkward in my body back then. I didn't know how to be around people. I even felt awkward just walking sometimes. That's how that's how shy I was. I didn't want people to look at me doing anything because I thought they're thinking in their head, this girl's weird. Anyways, so the strip club really cracked me open and I got on stage for the first time in sexy outfits and the men loved me. They're like, you're so cool. You're so down to earth. And, you know, it was fun. It was, it was a fun experience. But like I said, it was always something, sex work has always been a stepping stone for me. No matter what way I've done it, it's always been something that has led to something better, something else. And it's been a journey which has taught me so much in the process. The money I was making at the strip club, I was using it to fund my education to learn about sexual healing. And I started doing that through Tantra. So I'd go up to Northern California Every time there would be a training or a workshop, I'd go all the way up there. I would attend this. I would meet people. I would learn about my body, learn about all these different techniques. And it was amazing. I, I started to want to be a teacher and an educator in Tantra. So that's what I set out to do. I got certified in Tantra. And then, in this whole process, while I was at the strip club and going to these Tantra workshops and trainings, i that's when I met my partner, Zach. And um, he was supportive of me and what I'm doing and my journey. He wanted me to keep doing it, and he was rooting me on. I know a lot of people out there still believe that men don't cry. Well, I'm going to prove you otherwise, because once I started doing Tantra, and I became a certified Tantra educator, I went on to doing sessions. And I was meeting up with men I did not know off of ads I was posting online, and it was scary. I remember the very first session I did, I hardly 
could make it to the session. It was in San Diego, and I thought, I'm for sure going to die tonight. I ran in. As I'm pulling out of the driveway, I ran, backed up my car, ran into a fence, and I was crying hysterically (laughs) in the car, and I, I made it out. I made it to San Diego. I got there. He was super sweet. He was like, you know, 26 or something. He lived in this high-rise apartment. And I did the session. And the session was so beyond beautiful. It was my very first one. I was blown away. I was blown away at the power that I had to help people. Because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could help anyone. I didn't even believe in myself until this session and this man was crying tears rolling down his face telling me about his childhood about his family he said he even started seeing visions and he's like have you ever been on dmt have you ever tried that i tried a little bit (laughs) i know what you're talking about though and he's like yeah i feel like i'm going through this portal when you were touching me I i was going to another place oh no way I was blown away at myself I thought that you know I must have some sort of energy flowing out of my fingertips like what is going on is this possible I sat there and I held him and I allowed him to cry and it was beautiful it was so beautiful so touching then after that I had several other sessions where men were crying in my presence just being around me allowing me to help them feel safe to open up to feel their emotions that is so valuable for men because men you know in our society they are told at a young age many of them not all to not cry to not feel you know hide those emotions stuff them in I began to see men in a different way and I started having all these realizations about men that changed my mind. It made me believe men are human, men feel, men need to cry. And I had memories of my father when he was very violent and angry and, you know, beating my mom and had guns and things that he was a man who really just needed someone to hold him so he could cry and he could feel and he can express his his anger in a healthy way um and this is true for many men i didn't realize this until i began doing tantra sessions another amazing heart-opening session that I had with a man. And mind you, these are men that I don't know. I never met these men before. They've come into my session rooms, have no idea, and I give them a session, I touch their heart, I open up their mind, I speak to them gently and softly, I allow them to feel their pleasure. And after the session, the man that I was giving the session to bursts into tears just crying hysterically and he gets up and he grabs my body and he holds me really tight I said how are you feeling and he said I found my mother and he said yes you found your mother and your mother is letting you know that it's okay it's okay to go out to the world you're free 
told him, you're a powerful man. You can create whatever you desire in your life. He gave me a hug. He didn't say a word and he left. And I never saw him again for years, years after that. He didn't come back to me until last year. And I said, where have you been? I've been thinking about you. I've been wondering what has been going on. And, you know, I wanted to, to know more about your story. I didn't even know why he said what he said. I just knew that in my body, he didn't have a mother in his life, that he found his mother. And I had that thought, but I wasn't sure because he never told me. So when he came back to see me a year ago, he said that he never had a mother that he was adopted and his mother, his birth mother died. And so he was never uh, in connection with his mom. And I was like, wow, you know, that makes sense now. That makes sense. So these are such beautiful sessions and experiences that I've had. And it changed my entire perspective on sex work and how beautiful, how transformational, how healing it could be. And those are just two stories that I've had. I've had so many more. There's, those were the most memorable ones because those were the times when I realized I'm powerful, I can love people. After I did thousands of Tantra sessions with men, I wanted to learn more. I said, I know there's more that I need to learn what can I do next? So I got into escorting. I got inspired by an escort I found online. I found her ads, I found her website, and she's very artistic, very sensual. Her pictures were really beautiful. It's like, that's awesome. And I looked at her donations and it was clear that she values her time. So I'm like, you know, I want to try that because I still had an issue. I still had a really big issue with valuing myself and my time and getting paid what I wanted. So I wanted to not only do that, but also get over my fears, my fears with receiving from men. I was very afraid to do that. So escorting was truly a way for me to receive from men not just financially but also really it was about receiving from them physically in my tantra sessions that was something that i didn't really do the tantra sessions were more clinical they were very much the man receiving and there was lots of boundaries and I remember in, in all those thousands of sessions, Tantra sessions that I did, I remember I would always have a fear of, of the men touching me or like I would tell them no and they would do it anyways. And I would get scared to speak up and say, hey, I told you no. You know, so there, there was still that fear in me and I really wanted to get over that fear. My first two experiences as an escort were very awkward very very awkward I was terrified I was so scared I remember I remember just making him do very specific things like lay there no don't do that no don't do this you know put this on make sure you have this there <laughs> I was like all over the place and and you know they were sweet they were like laughing with me and it, it was awkward like I had my 
glove and I had to put the glove on and the glove fell on the ground or it wouldn't fit on their hand and we're sitting there for five minutes trying to get the glove on you know it definitely didn't have a flow to it it was awkward it was awkward but it was cute it was fun (laughs) it was very fun receiving from a man physically at that time felt like death to me I thought I might die for sure I might die if I receive that's how scary it was for me and then after so many escorting sessions and experiences it got boring and I'm like okay you know I'm ready to move on so you're probably wondering why why the heck I'm still doing it now well I believe that there is a reason why I'm still doing it and I'm still trying to fund my business like I said earlier I made some hiccups in my career as an escort and a sex worker that I ended up spending my money towards things that were not helping me grow. They weren't giving back to the community. It was definitely more on the selfish end, like buying a giant house was definitely about me proving something to myself, me looking good. Um, And I did. I got that experience of proving to myself that I can do things in which I thought were impossible before, as I never thought I would be owning a big, beautiful mansion in Southern California. I never thought I could do that. There's no way. And I made it happen. I saw it. I'm like, I want that. I want to make it into a retreat center. There's going to be workshops and events. However, under lots of different circumstances, which I'll share in another episode with you, that's a whole nother story, (laughs) what really happened, what went on, what I learned from that. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely had amazing intentions as to why I got the house. I'm not going to elaborate, this is for another episode, you can tune into that. For getting the house, I got the house with the intention to create a really strong community for people, for teachers, for students to come and learn, to connect with each other, and learn through connecting with each other, learn about communication, have all kinds of different workshops for people to attend. And this house, I saw it, it was perfect for that. And I'm like, I want, not only does this look awesome and I want that house, but I also want to use the house for people to feel safe and to people, people to feel like they have a resource and support system to help them in their career, in their life, in their relationships. Now, as I'm coming to a close in my career as a sex worker, I'm getting a little anxious. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm finally ready. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. And I'm ready to show up for women and and help women because of all this craziness that I've experienced, all of these experiences that I've had with men. I've worked with over 4,000 men. It's crazy. I've been intimate with over 4,000 men, very, very closely, deeply connected to men, their emotions, their mind, their body. It's crazy what I know. Okay, I'm going to brag about that because I did. I put in a lot of work to know what I know. And I'm like, I want to go share that with women. I'm ready to share this all with women because I want women to know that they don't have to go through all this stuff that I did. They don't have to be a sex worker. They don't have to do that. 
you know and there's there's communities there's people out there that are here to support and help that's one thing i can say i didn't have as a sex worker i had for a period of time when i worked at the strip club i had a community of women that eh, they they really weren't that supportive i wouldn't say it was ideal there was some support there was some some form of um, connection and community that was happening there but it definitely wasn't empowering i wouldn't say it was it was all the way there it was kind of like dip your toe in the water empowering <laughs> before i got comfortable with and moved through my fears with men i was scared i was shy i was afraid of the world i was afraid of men being violent and after i moved through my fears with men specifically i realized that they're human and that i'm human and that it's okay to be afraid but i don't have to live that way i don't have to live the rest of my life in fear and allow all of my decisions be dictated by that fear if it wasn't for me overcoming my fear with men with people with my body with my own self and my own powers i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be where i am today speaking up and having a podcast oh no no way i wouldn't be doing that and most of all if i didn't move through my fear and judgment of men i would have not attracted such an amazing man who i can call my partner my life partner today zack supporting and loving me in every way i would have not had the superpowers to attract him into my life if i was holding on to so much fear My superpowers came from my ability to take on challenges, to experience things that I feared so that I can become the best possible version of myself that I could be and continue to do so. Thank you for tuning into this episode and if you enjoy this, please share, leave me some love, drop me some stars. Follow me on Instagram, legendary.lady.